just be aware that first of all, your credit report is a guide for your credit score. If your credit report is unhealthy, your credit score will reflect that. If it's healthy, your credit score will reflect that. Hey friend, welcome to the Dr. Seb Talks Money podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Seb. On this podcast, I share simple, practical tips, realistic strategies, and workable solutions that lead to financial freedom. Occasionally, I'll have guests stopping by who share their financial freedom breakthrough stories. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the helpful tips and inspiring stories. Today we're talking about smart credit rebuilding. First, I want to share the parts of our credit reports. What are the sections on our credit report? Because we should understand the parts of our credit report because it is the basis for our credit scores. Second, I want to give a brief explanation of our credit score and the significance. And I want to break down by FICO and Vantage score. And the reason I'm going to be summarizing is because I have videos on YouTube around credit scores and going into details with the credit scores. And I also have podcasts on credit scores. So next, I want to go through some ways we can build or rebuild our credit. And then lastly, I want to share some resources that can help us as we're building or rebuilding our credit. All right. So the first thing I want to do is I want to show you this slide. (laughs) And it's about the parts of our credit report. So the first part, when you look at your credit report, and of course, the credit report from each of the three bureaus, they all look different uh, because each bureau has their own format, but the five parts are all going to be the same. So you're going to have your personal information. This is your address, your name, your social security, where you're working. All of this will be in the personal information section. We're not talking about fraud today, but I want to make this note that this is the part where you would look to see If there's a change in address, if you see a new address, a new format of your name, this could be an alert that someone is trying to test out your data to see if they can use it for fraud. So you want to make sure you're looking at your personal information to see, is your name correct? Is your address correct? Is where you work correct? All of those things. And contrary to popular belief, if you correct anything on your personal information, It does not increase your score. We'll talk about what increases your score in a little bit. The next part is your credit accounts. You know, if you owe Bank of America, if you have an American Express card, this is where your information will be on your credit account section. Credit inquiries. This is where your creditor is checking your data to see if you're a good fit for your credit or if you authorize them to check your data. And then the public records, this is where if you had a lien, if you had a bankruptcy or anything like that, this is where you'll find that information. And then the last part is your personal statement. This is where you can put a statement if you are 
wanting the creditor to take a look at it. So here's the thing. If, for example, you went through a divorce or something like that, and you know, you want to put a note in there that the reason I didn't pay my bills is because I went through a divorce or had a medical trauma or something like that. And the reason I didn't pay my bills is because of that. The creditor could look at it. Doesn't mean they'll take it into consideration, but it's there for them to look at as to why you may have missed payments or you're not paying your bills or something like that. The personal statement section is where you can put information and you know, it's up to the creditor if they want to take it into consideration. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is how long something stays on your credit report. And again, I'm going to just briefly go over this to set the stage because I want to spend more time on the things that you can do to build your credit report. So one of the first things you want to look at is open accounts. If there are no derogatory on your open accounts, then it can stay on your report indefinitely. And we're going to talk about things you can do to get things removed. But for now, if you have open accounts and there have been no derogatory, nothing, no negative marks against you, then it may stay on your report indefinitely. If you have closed accounts and there are no derogatories, then it typically will stay on your account for 10 years. For example, I bought my first house in 1997. It's no longer on my report. It's closed because I sold the house. It eventually fell off after 10 years. Then chapter seven bankruptcy will stay on your report for seven years. I mean, 10 years, sorry. Chapter 13 will stay on your report for seven years. Collections will stay on your report for seven years late payments for seven years and inquiries for two years. So let's break that down a little bit more. For example, collections. You can send a letter to your creditor and ask them to remove things from your report. When you send the letter, you have to make sure that it doesn't belong to you and the information is incorrect. They are legally obligated to remove it if it doesn't belong to you and if the information on your credit report is incorrect. If it's correct, they are not legally obligated to remove it. I know people say, pay me and I'll remove stuff from your report. A lot of them have been slapped on the wrist with fines from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau because it is, I don't want to say illegal, but they frown on asking you to, for you asking to remove things that belong to you. Now, you can also, if something, let's say it's been on there, it's unpaid, and you want to send a letter to the creditor and say, I want to settle this. And when I settle it, I'd like to have it removed. Now, that's something you could do also. You can say to them, but you want to make sure you get it in writing. Very important that you get it in writing from the creditor. So you can send a letter to the creditor and you can say, I want to get this removed. I want to settle this you know, $2,000 debt for 500 and you can ask for it to be removed. Now you want to make sure again, it's in writing and you want to make sure if it stays on there, you can, you know, you can ask them to do different things. You can ask them to remove it or you can ask them to say paid as agreed or some other language, but you don't want it to just stay on your report and you've paid it and you've made a verbal agreement and it stays on your report because more than likely it's going to stay there for seven years. Now, here's another thing to be careful of is the statute of limitation. 
the statute of limitation is governed by states. These periods that I talked about are federally mandated. So let me put it back on the screen real quick. You know, all these close accounts, no derogatory, 10 years, all of that is federally mandated in terms of your credit report. But the state determines how long someone can take you to court. The creditor can take you to court. So let's say in the state of Georgia, you had a debt and it is maybe four and a half years old. The creditor and the statute is five years. The creditor has six months to take you to court, legally take you to court. They cannot legally take you to court after the statute of limitation is passed. It doesn't mean you don't still owe the debt. You still owe the debt and it can still stay on your credit report if it's within the federal statute guideline. But they cannot take you to court legally if it's past the state guideline. So it's very important to understand the difference. The state mandates when they can legally take you to court for a debt. Now, if you pay the debt or start paying on a debt that's been sitting on your report that's unpaid, it's going to restart the statute. It's going to start restart both statutes. Well, no, it won't restart the state. Sorry, misspoke. It will restart the federal statute. If you start paying on it, then it's going to restart the federal statute for that seven years that your data is on your credit report. And I know I'm packing a lot of stuff because I'm trying to summarize because I have different videos on this information already. I really want to get to the part where we talk about how the things you can do to rebuild your credit. So when you send also a request to the credit bureaus, they have 30 days. And I think through COVID, they had 45 days. They have 30 days to come back and tell you that it belongs to you or not. And if they don't come back within that period, they have to remove it from your credit report. And that's why a lot of people are saying, you know, send in your request during the holidays because they're busy and they're not going to have time to look at it. And if they don't look at it, then they have to remove it within 30 days. During COVID, they gave them an extra 15 days. So it was 45 days. And people were saying, send in reports because people are not working and they have to remove it if they don't do the research. So <laughs> there's all these little different things, nuances to be aware of. But essentially, if it's yours, you don't want to send a letter in because you pay somebody to do that. It falls off and then it goes right back. And that's why a lot of people complain because they said they paid, but the debt comes right back on their report. And that's because it's been proven that it's theirs. So you have to be careful who you're paying and why you're paying them to take care of your debt. So I want to briefly go over the breakdown of the different credit scores, FICO and Vantage. The FICO credit score, 35% on-time payments, 30% utilization, 15% length of credit history, 10% credit mix, 10% credit inquiries. Now, again, remember that your credit report dictates your credit score. So 35% on-time payments means how well are you paying your bills on time? Utilization means how much of your credit are you using? So if you have a credit limit of 1,000 and you're using 1,000, you're using 100% utilization. So you're going to be dinged fully. You're not going to get any points for utilization on your credit, credit uh, score. 15% 
length of credit history, how long have you established credit, 10% credit mix. Do you have a mix of installment and revolving credit? So, you know, installment would be like your mortgage, you know, your set amount that you're paying each month. Revolving would be like a credit card where you pay it, you use it, you pay it up, right? And 10% credit inquiries are how much are you looking for credit? So that's how it impacts your score. Now I want to share this breakdown because you can get up to 850 points on your credit score, right? Your FICO credit score. Well, Vantage also, but your actions impact only 550. So there's a base when somebody is starting, they're building their credit. There's a base 300 that you'll get off the bat. 550 is what you can impact by your action. And here's a breakdown of how much you can get from each of the categories. For on-time payments, you can get as much as 192.5. Because these formulas are proprietary, you don't know if you pay your bill on time, if you weren't paying before, how much of this 192.5 you'll get. That's what you don't know. You know you can get up to 192.5, but you don't know how much of it you'll get because the formula is supposedly proprietary, right? Utilization, you can get up to 165 points. So you can see how important paying on time is and how much of your credit you're using because that's 65% of your credit score. So, you know, just pay attention to those numbers. So let's look at Vantage score real quickly. Vantage score Again, FICO and Vantage, the basis is the same, but the reason your Vantage may be different on Experian, let's for example, Experian, the same data is on your Experian report, but Vantage may score it differently from FICO, and this is the reason why, because their percentage breakdown is different. 40% payment history, 21% the age type of credit. If you remember with FICO, Payment history was 35. So these are the percentages of the Vantage score and one of the reasons why your score may be different. Now, this is a slide I want to spend more time on. So authorized user, that's the first one. So an authorized user, you can put an authorized user on your card and just make sure you pay your bills on time. <laughs> if you're going to put someone as an authorized user, that is one way that someone can build credit. I did that with my daughter. I added her to my credit cards as an authorized user. And at one point, her score was higher than mine <laughs> because I added her as an authorized user. Here's the thing with an authorized user. You do not have to give them the card. You can add them so they can get the benefit of your good pain history, your good management of your credit, but you do not have to give them the card, okay? So the next one is credit for monthly bills. Now, Experian Boost is one of the programs that you can get credit for monthly bills, and I don't want to go into too much detail, but the 10T, FICO 10T, and the Vantage 4, it's set up so that in the future, they're going to be taking into consideration your telecom payments, your rent payments. And there's another one. I can't think of the name now. There are three payments that they're going to consider. And that's because there are people who are not part of the regular banking system because FICO and Vantage has been around for a while. And 
people are spending money differently. They're using their credit differently. It's not because they can't afford things. They're just not part of the regular banking system. So they're going to consider if you're paying your bill on time in terms of rent, in terms of telephone, they're looking at things like that to consider. They're going to incorporate that in the normal credit scoring. But for now, Experian Boost, you can pay for them to include your rent payment, other payments, and you can get that to boost your credit. The danger with that is your creditor may not use Experian. They may use TransUnion or they may use Equifax. And so you're paying Experian. Before you do that, if you're going to be looking for a mortgage or something, you may want to ask your creditor what scoring model they use or what company, what score credit bureau data they pull in order to offer you credit because you don't want to pay for Experian Boost and then that's not something your creditor uses. Okay, so the next thing that you can use to build or rebuild your credit is a secured credit card. And the way a secured credit card works is that you are going to pay the bank or the credit union or whoever a specific amount. So let's say they offer you a $500 secured card. You're going to put $500 on deposit, so to speak. And you'll use that card like a unsecured card. You'll go and you pay, you buy Starbucks coffee and you pay the bill. You'll go buy, you know, pay for gas, you'll pay the bill. Meanwhile, that 500 is sitting there in the bank for you at the end of that secured period. So let's say you got the 500 for a year. It's a secured card for a year. So basically what they're allowing you to do is use it and pay it, use uh, the card, pay the balance each month, and it's reporting on your credit report. So you're building up your on-time payment history. And typically it takes about three months for Vantage score to reflect your payment history. It takes typically about six months for FICO. Secured card is a good way if you don't have credit and if your child don't have credit and you don't want to use them as an authorized user, you can set them up with a secured card. You just deposit it, and you use the card, and then let's say the period is a year. After a year, you get your money back. There may be some fees involved. Some banks will give you interest. Some banks won't. It just depends on the bank. So you'll get your money back after that one-year period on that secure card because you now you've established a good payment history over that one year by charging and paying off the secured card. Now, the other thing that you can do is to make sure you pay your bills on time and utilization, as I mentioned before. Paying your bills on time for FICO is 35%. For utilization, is 30 So that's 65% of your score. Okay, so you want to make sure you pay your bills on time. Now, there are credit builder products. And those credit builder products, they work a little bit different from a secure card. What happens with a credit builder product? And there's, there's self, there is credit karma money. There are some other ones. How those work is they typically loan you money, except you don't get the money. Because remember, with a secure card, you're putting money down, and then you're using the card to spend, pay, spend, pay, and then you get your money back. As a self-lender product or a credit builder product, they put the money in your account. They don't give the money to you. 
So every month you are going to pay on that card. You're paying the bank. So let's say the bank give you $1,000 on that product. And every month you pay maybe $100. So basically what you're doing, again, they're reporting to the credit bureau, you're paying $100 every month. At the end of that period, you'll get that $2,000 plus any interest and of course, less fees. So again, the bank is putting into an account $1,000 for you and you're paying them a set amount every month until the period that you set. If you agree to a year, two years, you are paying them a set amount every month on that card. And then at the end of the period, you get that money. You can choose to keep that money. You know, there are different ways depending on the bank as to how you'll get that money back. So again, those are the five things that I wanted to bring to your attention that you can use as a way to build or rebuild your credit. You can be an authorized user. You can get credit for your monthly bills by using something like Experian Boost. You can do a secured credit card. You can pay your bills on time. Make sure you're, you're not using too much of your credit that exists. And you can use credit builder products like Self and Credit Karma Money. Another thing to think about with the differences in your score is that FICO has over 16 different credit score. <laughs> okay. There's a FICO 2. There's a FICO 4. There's a FICO 8. There's a FICO 5, FICO 10, FICO 9. And some of them are used more frequently than others. And I haven't listed all of them. I just listed a few. And some of, of them, again, are used more frequently than others. Right now, FICO 8, FICO 9 are the more frequently used. So if you get a FICO score on your credit card statement, it's typically a FICO 8 score. Now, Vantage also has several scoring models. There's one, two, three, and four. And three is the most commonly used Vantage scoring model that you'll get for free. When you see those credit scores on your credit cards, you know, during your, when you're getting your credit card statements. That's a lot of information that I just shared. So I hope you come back and look at the slides. Uh, for those who are going to be listening on the podcast, I will link this YouTube channel, this YouTube video, so you can look at the slides as you listen to the audio. But again, just be aware that, first of all, your credit report is the guide for your credit score. If your credit report is unhealthy, your credit score will reflect that. If it's healthy, your credit score will reflect that. Just keep in mind how long things should stay on your credit report. And just remember that if it's on there longer than it should, you have the authority to get that removed. And again, we talked about the different credit report. Now I want to share some resources for you. You should not be paying anybody to get your credit report. The federal government has set up this website and it's called annualcreditreport.com. And that's where you'll go to get your credit reports. And you should be able to get your credit report once every 365 days. So if you got, let's say, Experian on January 1st, then you won't be able to get Experian again until January 2nd of the next year. During COVID though, you get your reports every seven days until December 31st, unless of this year, 
unless they extend it. So until December 31st of 2023, you get your free credit report unless they extend the date for when you can get your free credit report every seven days. But the normal period is every three, six to five days. Another website I want to share with you is consumerfinance.gov. This is the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau's website. And on this website, you can get all kinds of great information. In fact, they will even mail you packages for free. So if you want to learn about credit, you want to learn about anything related to personal finance, this is a good resource to have. If you have a question about something that you don't think is right, this is a good resource to have. And then the final resource that I want to share with you is the Federal Trade Commission. If there is fraud committed, if you find fraud on your report, if you are having problems with a creditor not reporting your data correctly or something, the Federal Trade Commission is where you'd go. And that's F as in Frank, T as in Tom, C as in Cat, dot gov. That's FTC. Gov. So these are the websites that you can go to get information or to get resolution for an issue related to your credit. And I hope that this has been helpful to you if you're looking to rebuild your credit, especially the last part of the video. Just wanted to lay the foundation by sharing some of the other things to consider. But I hope that those five things that I shared to help you to build or rebuild your credit, that you find them helpful and please show up to court if you get a summon show up to court because what happens if you don't show up to court the judge will give judgment to whatever the creditor asks and you want to show up and advocate for yourself thanks for listening to the sev talks money podcast Find us on SevTalksMoney.com, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. See you next time.